Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Trish Blackwell, the founder of College of Confidence, about how her own experience shaped her membership site, how her podcast has helped her reach her ideal audience, and how she's helping women set themselves free of self-doubt. Hey, Trish, welcome to Member Maker. Thanks for joining me. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. Sure, sure. So what does your business do and who does it help? So I'm a confidence coach and my business is the College of Confidence. We help empower and free women who want to be beyond self-doubt, beyond self-criticism, beyond insecurity, and who are sick of being perfectionist, overthinking, or just kind of feeling like they're playing small in life. We equip them with confidence to really step courageously into their calling. So I'm not super familiar with a confidence coach. So is that a, a blend between a business coach and like a counselor of some kind? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it is a, I would say it's a blend between a mindset coach, a business coach and a life coach. Gotcha. So do you also help people who are entrepreneurial? Absolutely. I would actually say about half of my members are entrepreneurial or aspiring writers, authors, artists. And then the other half are, are sort of your general population who just want to be better at their in their careers or in their relationships or in contributing to this world in a way that matters. So it's a really interesting split. And you know, when I got into the confidence business, so to speak, you would think the avatar of my ideal customer is somebody who like clearly seems insecure. My members and my avatars are actually high achievers, high performers, Enneagram three, type A go-getters who just kind of keeps circling in sabotage because they are so hard on themselves. So it's a really, it's a really pretty cool market. Yeah. It's interesting. How did you actually find that business niche? It was me. Like I knew, I knew what I needed 15 years ago and I was a personal trainer and I was helping people and I realized it wasn't just the workout. I can, anybody can get a great workout. I can get anybody to lose five pounds, 50 pounds, a hundred pounds, but the real mark was giving people the confidence to keep it off. And so I kept identifying these markers of what was making people successful in the long term. And I looked at that from a physical standpoint, and I had a lot of really great business clients who we were talking about that same element in a business setting. And so I really kind of stepped out and realized there was a, a great need in that market of how I can get high performers to get to that next level, or people with great potential who are self-sabotaging and haven't even given themselves permission to get outside of the normal box. So yeah, I, I kind of fell into it, but it was it was really confidence is something I've been without knowing really passionate about my whole life. Yeah, no, I think that's a great thing to help people with for sure. So what is the pricing model? Like how does this actually work? Yeah, so I have three price point entries. Um, I have a monthly option, an annual option, and a a lifetime membership option. The lifetime membership is something we introduced about three, maybe four months ago. It's been an interesting test, right? I'm always testing new things. It's been well received. So our pricing is $57 a month or $570 for the year or $997 lifetime. Gotcha. And what's actually included with that? 
So in a general month, there are, so we have been in existence for almost three years. Every month up to this point, we release a new four module course. So every month you've got a new module course that gets entered into the archives. So I would say at this point, we have about 30 plus courses that include videos, the workbooks, challenges, all the robust things that go along with a typical course. Also live coaching calls to typically two live group coaching calls per month. And those are obviously recorded and categorized for people to replay. If somebody can't make the the call live, they can pre-submit questions. We have a whole member forum and um, we have a, a lot of other little bonuses and resources within our membership site. We've got a quick win section. So if somebody doesn't want to do a full course on something specific like time management or really trusting yourself to follow through or perfectionism detox, they can then take a quick win. That's something, just a one module course that's going to help them get something very specific in their results within 10 steps. Um, and then we have the open forum is is really a, a commitment from me and my team to be able to respond to people's questions within 24 to 48 hours. Gotcha. Yeah. Sounds like you're definitely offering a lot of stuff. So yeah. <laughs> for the course, you said it's four modules typically per course? Correct. Yeah. And there's a new course every month. Did I hear that right? Yeah. we So we've been releasing them every month. And then I'm experimenting currently. Now I'm spreading that to every six weeks in an effort to help people manage the content better. So we received some feedback. There was a little bit of content overwhelm. And so we've implemented some different options to help people sort from a roadmap. Now we're in the midst of creating a kind of a drop down selection of a course generator. So like a course recommendation generator. So right now we've looked at some data and realized that not members aren't logging into all these courses. And so we want to encourage the use and the implementation of the courses that are already there before we continue at the rate that we were creating before. So we are kind of experimenting with our release as of like a month ago. Um, and I'm thinking it's going to be every six weeks from here on out. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to note and just kind of take stock of is that a lot of people think, oh, I just need as much content as possible so people don't cancel. But if they're not consuming the content, and obviously I'm, I'm assuming that you're spending time to make this good quality content, right. it, it's a waste for both parties, right? You're wasting time creating content that, that people aren't ready for and your customer or member is wasting time or getting anxious because they can't actually consume it. So no one's really winning there. Right, right, exactly. And as a coach of any sort, like I'm a facilitator. I, I, I have no interest in being another Google resource for somebody. We have so much knowledge available to us. The difference of joining a membership, at least in my, in, with our goal with College of Confidence, is that we will help you implement, right? And we, and we can't if we oversaturate our content, then we are setting our members up to not be able to implement what is already there. Yeah. And it's kind of a double whammy for you specifically, if you're in somewhat of the mental health space to create something that might make them more anxious or less likely, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and that's the, I guess that's the freedom of, of having your own membership of, you know, why am I doing this now? Well, because I learned the hard way before, right? I've learned mistakes. I've gotten the feedback and realized, okay. And I had those fears of the, what you addressed just a minute ago of, hey, we want to create, 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 because we don't want churn. We, we want to be careful of somebody, of them not thinking they're not getting enough value. So as the membership has grown, I've been able to have more confidence in the value that I'm bringing in it and also encouraging my members to, to realize that implementation is more important than consumption. Yeah. And for those listening who maybe haven't launched a course yet, whatever you think the tempo of releasing new content is going to be, 
that's probably good enough. But the key here and what you've learned is to listen to your actual customers because they'll let you know. And if they're not letting you know, you should be asking them to find out, is this the right tempo? Do you want more? Do you want less? What isn't quite resonating? Like these are all things you need to be actively on a feedback loop for. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, I was afraid to ask those questions at first, right? So here's the confidence coach having to coach herself to have confidence to ask sometimes uncomfortable questions because we're we're afraid of feedback, but we shouldn't be. Feedback is always good. Right. So how did you build this initial audience? Like you went from being a personal trainer and now we're talking about this membership business. How did you actually go from, okay, day one of, I need to create something to help with confidence, but currently I'm a personal trainer. How did you actually build up an audience from day one? Oh, that's a great question. I will give it to you in a little nutshell. So I started, I knew I wanted to be a confidence coach. I wanted to help people with confidence, but it was going to be originally just through writing books. So I wanted to publish my first book. I went through publishers. I was told I didn't have enough platforms. So then I began like just vigorously building online presence, social media. And at that point I said, well, I guess I have to blog, right? So then I started a blog and a whole website, which then became a brand without me realizing what was happening. And then, so that is really all of this kind of was birthed out of a desire to be an author. And so I've written three books now, but the books are kind of now just supplementary to what I do. So during the first three years of my business, it was blogging, writing. I started my podcast, The Confidence Podcast, and then really just doing one-on-one coaching and some courses. And then the courses, there's a certain exhaustion that comes with constantly launching open cart, closed cart, a course. And I realized I wanted, I wanted a more sustainable business model for myself. And so I do still do courses in one-on-one, but I, my main revenue stream has become the college confidence. So I wanted an option for people because coaching is such, we all need coaches all the time. Like everyone needs a coach. And so if I was telling people just, Hey, just take this course and you're good to go. It was, it wasn't accurate. It wasn't what people really needed. So I wanted to, I use the membership model to be able to provide people with constant growth, with continual leveraging up of where they are to the next version of where they're going. And so, yeah, so it's morphed out of really initial desire to write a book (laughs) and it kind of grew into now it's my full business. Yeah, that's funny. So you mentioned a bunch of things there in terms of building your online presence, blog, website, social media, podcasting. Now, I got to assume that they weren't all the same bang for the buck in terms of the audience growth relative to the amount of work you had to put in, especially before you actually had any kind of substantial audience. So which one of those was kind of first and which one of those perhaps had the biggest impact for you, if you can recall? Absolutely. So blogging was first, then came podcasting, and now it's blogging, podcasting, and online masterclasses, so webinar route. I would say hands down podcast has been for me the best start of my funnel, the best resource to my audience. As you know, like when you connect, when someone's in your ear, right? And you spend time with them and someone does life with you and you're the podcast that they listen to when they're commuting or when they're washing the dishes at night, there's a different type of connection that gets built that way. And so that was a, that was been an effective way for me to just build relationship, which then has, has grown that audience. Um, there are challenges to the podcasting world and I'm sure you're familiar with them. So with each thing, there's always, um, some, some give and take. I've, I've also experimented on, on YouTube and that's been helpful, but really for me, the podcast has been the best way for me to build and, you know, and everything for me also still from whichever funnel or marketing resource I'm coming from, ultimately everything goes 
goes to the email list, which then then pitches the College of Confidence. Gotcha. And is there anything special that you'd recommend in terms of how to promote the podcast? Because obviously anyone can make a podcast these days. It's pretty pretty darn straightforward, right? But how do you actually get people to listen to it? Or at least how did you? Yeah. So I think be as niche as possible. Be honest to what you're actually helping people with. And then there, the hardest thing, I think the hardest thing is the self-promotion that has to come. And I see self-promotion in a humble way, but you want to let everyone you know, and everyone on your email list, and everyone on your social media has to know every time you release a new episode. That was a challenge for me when I started. I didn't want to bother people. I was a little bit insecure about, I mean, like, oh, who wants to listen to this? But just to embrace it and then to kind of dig your heels in and say, this serves people. Whether I have one listener or a million listeners, the value I am offering and I am serving people with and helping others is worth my passion. The best, some of the best advice that was ever given to me is for every hour that you spend creating content, spend five hours marketing that content, even, especially when that's free content. Yeah. So that was a flip of perspective. And then, and what does that mean? It just means be as creative as possible to make sure every single person knows every, that every week when you have a new podcast come out. So it's, telling friends, it's networking with other podcasters, it's mentioning it in your social feed, mentioning it in your stories, emailing your list about it two, three times, asking for subscribers, asking, right? Asking for subscribers, asking for reviews, asking somebody to take action. It seems easy and straightforward, but it, it you know, there is a fatigue element to it. Every week I'm like, oh, here we go again. But, but gosh, what I will do for one more listener and whether it's one or a thousand, it's the same. It's still helping somebody. And that's why I always look at if I can help one more, that's what I'm doing this for. Yeah. No, I think it's a good way to look at it. So what hasn't really worked for you? If you have an example of maybe a challenge you overcame or a strategy that you attempted that just didn't work that you could share? Yeah, I got a lot of them. I, gosh. I mean, first one that comes to mind is I had a it wasn't failed. It was just a botched attempt at a funnel. I did a seven part video series that I was convinced was going to, you know, filter into this great sequence, automated sequence for sales. And I spent probably five to $10,000 in Facebook and Instagram ads pushing to it. And I built my email list. I mean, it's fantastic, but I didn't get the sales that I wanted. And I've seen that happen in a lot of different cases. And most recently I had a, a webinar that when I got members, with people in, it was converting exactly where I needed it to be. And converting to membership sales. It was awesome. But the cost per lead became just 15 times any other cost per lead I'd paid anything in any other scenario. So there's times like that, you're like, you're scratching your head going, I mean, do I press in and spend more or is there something wrong? So there's, there's that being willing to fail, being willing to know that there's going to be some, maybe some cash that you have to burn as you experiment with some of these marketing things and also being not so attached to this brilliant idea. Sometimes I get this like, oh, this is a brilliant freebie for somebody. This is what they need. And then it turns out nobody actually wants it. Like that's a little disappointing. And so I've had dozens and dozens of those without a doubt. Yeah. I think it comes back to, you know, testing things, trying things out are fine just because something works well for someone else, or you've seen someone else successfully implement a certain strategy or marketing tactic. It doesn't mean it works for your business. So everything has got to be relative to who you're serving and all of that. Right. 
So uh, to kind of close here, are there any resources you'd recommend for folks who are trying to build a membership business? And by resources, you know, podcasts, blogs, other courses, books, things like that? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of um, Membership Academy with Mike and Callie. Um, their podcast is fantastic. I'm part of their community. That's been incredible for me. As far as books, man, I love Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect because membership site is a marathon, right? And The Compound Effect, the concept is that every little thing you do, and this is in general, but it, work, it relates to membership, it relates to business, it relates to every marketing effort that we make and clarifying effort that we make to our copywriting and all of the things that everything has a compound effect. And so though you may not see that initial result from all the effort from a full day's worth of work, you could be reaping those rewards, getting that harvest from the seed that you're sowing now, you know, in, in three months from now. And so really believing that your vision is going to come to fruition, that you are going to build an amazing community, that you're open to to learning and to changing and morphing as you go so that you serve your members well, but that it's the little things that aren't you know, monumental, but they're, they're micro steps, they're micro milestones, that all of those micro milestones really do add up and have a compound effect that will will pay off. And because I think in the membership world, it's it's just a game of perseverance. It's a game of resilience, right? I mean, it's a really just saying, I'm going to keep going until I get this experience to where, where it, in the community to where it's, it, I know it can become. Right. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful way to kind of wrap it up there. So Trish, how can people learn more about you and your business? Yeah. So you can come check me out at trishblackwell.com or collegeofconfidence.com. Or since you're a podcast listener, come check out the Confidence Podcast. You can get it anywhere podcasts are found or just search Trish Blackwell in the podcast world. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Trish. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. MemberMaker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com.